Welcome to another episode of the Client Experience Architect Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hoskins, and it is my passion to guide you through crafting unique experiences for your clients to help you both maximize the value you bring and create a sales force of ranting, raving fans out there promoting your business. It is my pleasure to bring to you businesses who are crushing it with intentional customer-centric experiences and dive into what that looks like now, what it has looked like over the life of the business, and what it will look like in the future of their business. My goal is that you can snag some valuable insights to implement into your business after listening. Let's dive in. On this episode, I sit down with Leslie and Brittany, the incredible women behind Lore Chiropractic and Acupuncture's patient experience. At Lore Chiropractic and Acupuncture, they firmly believe that the process of moving toward better health begins with determining the underlying problem. That's why they work diligently to empower their patients, their team, and their community by encouraging and supporting their efforts to be healthier with individualized services, wellness education, and ongoing support. At Lower Chiropractic and Acupuncture, being healthy and helping others is not their job. It's their passion. I'm excited to share this one with you guys. Listen in on my conversation with Leslie and Brittany with Lore Chiropractic. Leslie and Brittany, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Hey, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> We're happy that um, you invited us to be on your podcast. Thanks. Of course. So give me a little bit of, uh, of background on where Lore Chiropractic has been, where they are now, and then you know where they're going in the future. Yeah, so we started in March 2014 with um, just Dr. Lore and his assistant Megan and me, and one of the main reasons that Dr. Lore began to open the practice is because he really wants to change the way healthcare is, right? He wants to redefine that standard. And so we started thinking that it was just going to be him for a little bit, right? And then eventually, five, ten years down the road, we were going to make this natural healthcare clinic and conquer the world and change the way people thought about healthcare. And that has gone much faster than we anticipated. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a demand for people to want a natural preventative approach to their health and to not take medicine or surgery as the first option. And so we've seen a lot of growth from that. Mm -hmm. In fact, very quickly, we brought in um, Dr. Baca, Dr. Labrie, and then Kelly, who is still with us today. Um, within a couple of weeks of opening the clinic, actually, which is in the strip mall behind us, um, was where the doors opened that you can't actually even see from the road. So the fact that the growth was so explosive um, is really pretty amazing if you think about the fact that it was really even hard to find the location at that time. So thankfully, though, we have moved up to a little better location here um, to the front of the parking lot here in Sunshine. (laughs) Um, We now have 15 staff. That includes two certified athletic trainers and a licensed massage therapist. Um, We've also added in Dr. Emery, Dr. Clemens, and Dr. Goins. And um, we have specialties that range everywhere from acupuncture to pregnancy and fertility wellness, pediatric care, sports injury and prevention and rehabilitation, women's health, nutrition overall. Um, It's pretty amazing. 
and to get to walk into a place like this every day and work with such amazing people who just truly care about uh, the vision that Dr. Lore had when he opened the doors. Sure. Wow, well, that's great. Thank you for giving us some of that context. Um, okay, so let's dive in. What do you think is you know most important when it comes to your patients? So really listening to them. I think that uh, what's missing with a lot of healthcare providers is that they don't take the time to listen and really understand what the root cause of the problem is. Mm. So whenever you see a doctor here for the first time, you get an average of an hour of doctor time. And so that allows them um, plenty of time to sit with you, understand everything that's going on, and really dive into creating a plan that isn't just something that is going to be done today. It's going to include education. It's going to include walking you through from where you're at today. And our goal is into wellness care. Very good. So what, what touch points in that specific area, you know, what touch points do you think are most important in your business? So really our first three interactions with our patients. So most of the time that's on the phone. They're calling, they're telling us they've got something going on. And so our staff is trained to listen to what they're talking about and to make sure that um, we match them with just the right doctor for them. Hmm. Um, So that interaction right there, also helping them understand that our process is different on that first phone call. Um, A lot of people expect when they see a chiropractor, they're just gonna go in and they're gonna get an adjustment and they're gonna walk out and that's gonna be that. Um, But we, because we have that holistic approach, are going to be preparing them for the process of coming into our office. And then Hmm. second, whenever they get here, uh, we have someone who's dedicated to our new patient process. They meet with them uh, before they see the doctor. They walk them through the office. They introduce them to everyone, Hmm. make sure that they feel like they're at home. It's kind of like a cheers atmosphere Mm -hmm. is kind of how I think (laughs) of it here. Sure. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. Um, And then finally, I think the last important touch point is on the second visit. And the second visit is where we really get to dive in and start to educate the Mm. patient and really see them start to understand what's going on and what it's going to take to get them where they want to be. Sure. So you mentioned something about um, your employees are trained to listen. Mm -hmm. How have you trained them or what's that? Take us through that process of kind of how do you train someone to listen or how do you guys kind of view that and how you instill that in your employees? Yeah, so that's actually a process that we're fine-tuning right now um, since I just joined the company a couple of months ago. With the explosive growth, it's been kind of challenging to keep up with training. So what we're implementing now is whenever we bring staff in, they sit with the doctors. Uh, They get to know what the doctor is doing. Uh, They'll get to see firsthand and learn the techniques that they're using before they're in contact with patients. On top of that, we do have weekly trainings um, that are included in our meetings. So whatever we're hearing out here on the floor during the week, if there's a question that's come up that a patient's asked that maybe a staff member didn't have enough information on, uh, or just something that we're seeing a lot of in the office, then we talk about it um, with our doctors and with our staff so we can make sure that we are prepared 
to answer those questions, uh, anyone from the person who takes the phone call to uh, the doctor or the athletic trainer. I would say even more than that, we don't just do weekly meetings, right? You do two mm-hmm. daily meetings. We have a morning huddle and an afternoon huddle. So we're we constantly talking about patient care and making mm-hmm. sure all the team's on the same page. Yeah, constant feedback. Yep. Yeah. So. How did you, was that intentional to create those daily huddles or those weekly, you know, huddles? And can you talk us through kind of if there's businesses out there that are listening that might not have that and might not know the impact of that? Can you kind of, can we kind of stay there and unpack that a little bit more? Sure. So it was intentional. Um, Ideally, you want to talk about your patients that are coming in. We want to all be on the same page. That's the purpose of the meeting to make sure that we have that treatment plan for the patient and that everybody who's going to see that patient from the front desk to the office manager, if I need, if they have a concern. Hmm. Um, So really that's the purpose of the meeting. But what we really find in that meeting is a synergy among the staff and we are able to better implement that feeling, that family-friendly feeling of everybody knowing exactly where that patient is in their care. So although it's intentional, I think it's also butted into something that we didn't quite expect, which is this amazing energy when a patient walks in the office. They know that they are cared about from every person here. And really, that comes from the fact that when we hire people, we make sure that they are, they have a a fire in their belly for the vision that we have for empowering our patients to live naturally. And so it's very easy for us to come in together and to see that fire grow during those meetings and to be prepared from the minute that we open the door to greet that person and walk them through their path of wellness. Well, and even the schedule of the meeting is very intentional. We don't just go through the patient schedule and just who's coming in. Like people Mm -hmm. bring something positive that's happened during the day. Um, compliments or you know cheers for their teammates so that also helps reinforce that camaraderie yeah wow well and I can definitely see how if everybody's on the same page with the patients that are coming in regardless of who's interacting with that patient everybody knows what they're going through what that's you know what that what they're going to be going through and and just kind of I think that brings a pretty good value to the patient Mm mm-hmm very good. So what are what are you doing in your um, in your business to create unique experiences for your clients and, and surprise and delight them? I know we've kind of touched on a little bit of this. It's kind of overlapping. So if it if you've already touched on it, but if there's anything that you you kind of have in mind that we haven't touched on, um, I think that we should walk a little bit more through our process. Yeah. Um, so we take the approach of feel what's happening with the patient. We want to feel you, we want to understand you, we want to know exactly Mm. what's going on. Um, Then we want to learn and educate. So at the point that we know what's going on, we want to make sure that we get that education back into the hands of our client. And we want to make sure that they're on board with that. We want to make sure that they know that it's going to take a little bit of work, Mm. but if you stick with us, you can see by the other patients that you hear in the office, okay, it's going to be worth it. I'm going to come in for my rehabilitation or the extra therapies that are included with your adjustments. Sure. Um, And then we just, we start to do, we start to walk you through that process. And then uh, once we get you to wellness, we still offer support. We still offer the support in lines of keeping you in wellness care, keeping you healthy, continuing to educate you as you move through different stages of your life, whether that be pregnancy or fertility. Um, So really that 
all-encompassing process I think is really important for us to talk about. Yeah. But then beyond that, I think the next level is that we celebrate with our patients. We celebrate Mm. life experiences. We celebrate getting to wellness care because who doesn't want to be healthy and well? Sure. And so we really, the sense of community here, I think, is what really goes above and beyond. Yeah. We care about you entirely and we're going to celebrate you and what you're doing. That's incredible. I think and one of the things that makes it um, a list easier in my job as, as marketing to surprise and delight our patients is that Dr. Lore gives us the ability as part of leadership to be able to say, hey, what ideas are out there even in other industries that we can borrow from and create awesome experiences mm. here at Lore mm-hmm. Chiropractic. And whether that be um, changing the pediatric waiting room like is there a way to make that better are there signs around the office that we need that would add to that experience like what are just the little things that we're not doing right now that would make a giant impact for our patients even though they don't realize it Mm -hmm. they haven't asked for it but we're gonna find out what it is and deliver it before they do that's awesome yep so how do you know who your ideal client is or, or, or patient? Maybe it's not an ideal patient, but how do you know who you can provide the most value to in your industry? So one of the things that we talked, I think, the most about before the practice even opened was that because how you set up the marketing and the branding of the business is very important for who you want to come into mm. the business. If you don't look and feel and deliver a service and have everything aligned to that target customer or patient, right? It's not going to work. So instead of taking the traditional route that most chiropractors do, which is auto injury, um, workers' compensation, the pain kind of model approach, and talking about that a lot to get those cases in first, we took a more long-term strategy, which was to talk about pregnancy, um, pediatrics, and more of a preventative mindset approach because moms make 90% of the healthcare decisions mm. in the family. They drive the most referrals. We see that in our numbers. Like They are the ones that refer the most patients. They're the ones that are the biggest influencers. So why wouldn't we talk to them? Of course. We do help people who are in auto accidents. We do help workers' comp cases. We do do the um, uh, driver's physicals, but at the same time, that's not sustainable long-term. Sure. And it's not what we want our patients to do. Only helping them when they're in an accident is gonna, isn't going to help them live their life better. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about how they're going to not only help themselves have a full life that they enjoy, but how they can help their families in that. Well, that's really good. And I think just to add a little bit to that, kind of our direction of, of where we're looking for the future for our ideal client, I think we are timing-wise for what we're doing here is perfect because we're living in an environment where people are wanting to get real. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to be authentic. They're wanting to be whole. And so um, really just, I think, the timing piece in communicating with a generation of people that are hungry mm-hmm. for this knowledge um, is has really set us up to continue our growth. Sure. So I know we've touched a little bit um, on feedback and how you get that from your clients, but 
Talk a, talk a little bit about that. Do you have any systems in place? And then when you receive that feedback, how do you put it back into the business and implement it? Yeah, so one of the ways that we receive feedback is we use um, an automated communication systems. Um, there are lots of them out there that will integrate with your management databases, right? So we have one that integrates with our EMR system. And it automatically asks for reviews via email. It also mm-hmm. asks for surveys. So that's one of the first ways that we've kind of automated that process. But really from the beginning of the practice, we were very cognizant that our patients are on social media, right? That's the generation that we're speaking to. Mm. I knew from my research that moms were on Facebook primarily, and that's where they were asking their friends for doctor's referrals. So even the first day, we told all of our patients, hey, we're open. I didn't put out an ad. We put up a banner and a couple of, in a billboard by the old practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if patients went there, they would know Dr. Lur was no longer there. And then we posted to Facebook and said, hey, share this and tell people where we are. And so from the beginning, patients were driven to our Facebook page, I Mm. think. So it's instilled in our, um, in just our patient culture that Mm -hmm. that's where you go to, to ask questions or talk about things is online. So we should probably say mm-hmm. that we do have over 200 five-star reviews on Google right now. I think Huge. that's important to talk about. Yes. <laughs> that is actually one of the things that drove me to begin seeking out wanting to be employed here, <clears throat> um, was just the massive positive online presence. Hmm. But then I also want to speak to once a person is an actual client of ours and um, walking through the process with us, we actually reach out to them via phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have someone who's dedicated to do that to check in on them. Um, we are getting ready to add a second person to do that to continue to follow up through their care and not just after their first visit, which is where we're doing it right now. So we're gathering that feedback real time um, in person essentially. Um, also, anytime someone has a concern, that is something that comes directly to me or the clinical director, mm-hmm. and we address it on a one-on-one basis so that feedback can come out, again, real-time. Is there something that we could have done different? Is there something that we can go back now and, and offer instead to make that client's experience uh, a little different, a little better? So really just being in the constant no and asking them directly um, is another huge part of our process for feedback. And I think part of the training that even our employees have is no is not really something that is in our culture internally here in the office. It's why not, why not? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not now, but we don't really take no as an answer. It's let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. Let's find a solution. And I think Mm -hmm. just having a team that knows how to problem solve and likes to figure that out, it definitely helps um, helps better our patients and helps better our team. Mm-hmm. No yeah. doubt. Well, that's huge. All right. So w- what other business or businesses have you seen that has an incredible client experience? Or are you guys partnered up with any um, businesses that, that have a, a, client ex- a, a good a cl- client experience as well? Yes, um, so we do have a fairly recent um, partnership that has evolved with Command Family Medicine. 
and it has evolved because of the fact that their patient care there is phenomenal. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Command Family Medicine and Dr. Luke Van Kirk, um, he has started a family medical practice um, that is what's called direct primary care. And so you can have access to a direct primary care physician or nurse practitioner through their practice, um, which includes constant contact with that assigned physician or nurse practitioner via text, via phone, via email. Um, That's actually something that we all use here as a benefit to our employees. You also would have access to wholesale uh, prescriptions and labs, x-rays, things like that. So really uh, personalized care, first of all, Hmm. and also with people, again, that are very like-minded and are really passionate about the experience that they create for people and walking them through from their ailment to wellness. Um, So it it was a very natural fit. Um, We have grown into some um, programs with them. We do have a a wellness program that I think we'll kind of come back to at the very end, just talking about where we're going for the future, but um, phenomenal client experience with Command Family Medicine, and we're clients, so we know. That's awesome. All right. So what has been, um, I guess, one of your favorite challenges or failures that has, that you've faced, and, and how have you used that to improve, or actually how has that set you up for later success? And this could be professionally or personally. Hmm. So I've got something personal. <laughs> okay. Um, so I actually started a business called the Mindful Living Movement, um, which the concept is uh, pop-up yoga and mindfulness here in Springfield. And although it wasn't something that has failed and is still ongoing, I learned that it takes time to make anything that's longstanding and worthwhile and that you're going to come up against obstacles just because you've decided, oh, I'm going to jump out here and take the risk and I'm going to do this. You're going to face obstacles. You're going to face people that don't believe or don't know yet what you're doing. And so just the idea that I've learned is you have to push through. You have to push through the barriers. You have to keep believing in what you're doing. And sometimes that evolves into something like this, where I'm still living my passion, working with people, helping them be whole from the inside out, working with amazing people who believe in what I believe in. And so push through and be open to when your path changes direction. And just because it's moving in a different direction right now doesn't mean that it's not the right direction or that it won't turn back to where you expected it to. Sure. Um, So push through and and be open. Yeah, that's good. All right. So let's take a step back in time. So what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Oh, geez. (laughs) 20-year-old Brittany. Sleep more. (laughs) When I was 20, I was going to college with two toddlers. I had an infant and a toddler, and I did not sleep because I went to school all the time, and I had an internship. And um, at the last semester of college, I was offered a job, and um, it was what I wanted, and I was so excited, but I physically couldn't do it. Because I was so tired mm. and I was so passionate. And so I think one of the things that um, I'm constantly have to telling myself is that 
you can't take care of other people until you take care of yourself, right? If I am mm-hmm. physically so tired that I can't move or do anything and I'm just a zombie, that's that's not beneficial to anybody. Sure. Not at all. But on the flip side of that, if you if I if I had slept more, I wouldn't have begun working with Dr. Lore. I took a break, <laughs> right? After after college cuz I was tired and that's when Dr. Lore was starting his clinic. And so I had that opportunity. Yeah. Um, because I took a break. So I love what you said about taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And especially as moms, and I'm not sure there are a lot of moms out there listening, I'm sure. <laughs> we don't really believe that we have to take care of ourselves and once we understand that in our mindset, that we can't give all that we need to give unless we're giving to ourselves first. Mm. So I think that's that's key to mm-hmm. send back to any 20-year-old out there for sure. Sure. So what's one key takeaway from our conversation for our audience to implement uh, in regards to client or patient or customer experience, however that relates to their business? So I think that that is to at least have one person in your organization who is overseeing the client's experience. That one person that is listening, looking for feedback, working with your staff, um, training them to be the best that they can be. Just that at least one person. I mean, here we have multiple people (laughs) that are in on the customer experience. Um, So just making sure that they're focusing on the fact that the business does not thrive without knowing that the customer is taken care of. Yeah. Or even if you have different um, individuals in your organization, knowing how their role impacts the different areas of the customer's experience. So um, whether that's external, whether that's looking at the different regulations that you have to, you know, we all have to abide by, or that's billing, right? We have an awesome, awesome girl that helps with insurance billing, and that can be a job where you can make somebody's life very miserable, Mm. right, when you're trying to talk to them about finances, but I hear her all day long making it a pleasant experience for people as much as it can be, right? Talking about money's hard, and she is awesome at flipping that conversation around and making it a positive experience for them, Mm. and she understands how her tone of voice on the phone or the inf- how she presents information, how that affects somebody's day, yeah. right? So I think definitely having everybody understand how they impact the client or patient experience is definitely helpful. I love that. Yeah, great insights there. So are there any exciting projects or new things that you guys have coming up that you'd like our listeners to hear about? Mm, do you want to take that first? And- um, so we kind of hinted to it earlier. Um, we have a partnership with Command Family Medicine uh, we have recently rolled out a wellness program that works in conjunction with what they do there. So, of course, anyone can be a mem- member at Command Family Medicine. But when you also partner with us in our wellness program, um, then you actually do receive your benefits there at a reduced cost. So we are continuing to walk with Command Family Medicine on this path of bringing the holistic approach out there to our community. Um, we have some very exciting things coming up with them. I will continue to grow with them. That's really all we can say for now. Um, just know that we're continuing to grow. We're continuing to look to the future. Um, we know, obviously, by the amount of growth that we've seen here over the last couple of years, that people are wanting more. 
They're wanting more um, holistic services, more well-rounded, more taking you from beginning to end services. And so we are preparing ourselves to meet that need. Very good. And I would definitely say just to, to help wrap us up, that if you want to stay tuned, right, follow us along yes. on Instagram and Facebook because that's where we <laughs> announce everything first. We don't put it out in mass media first. We don't email it out. We just take a video or a photo and post it, and there's sure. your news goes. Yeah. Well, I'll have all of those um, social profiles linked up in the show notes at clientexperiencearchitect.com. Um, so, girls... Brittany and Leslie, thank you so much for your time. It's clear that you guys are passionate about your client's experience or your patient's experience in this um, area. And so I thank you so much for your time and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Thank you for listening in on another episode of the CX Architect podcast. As always, we would love to get your feedback on this episode and other episodes. If you liked it, if you pulled out any nuggets to implement, things like that. If you like this episode and are listening on your phone, take a quick screenshot and post it to Facebook or Instagram. Let me know what you thought and then use hashtag CXArchitect and tag me in it so I can see your feedback. You can also head over to clientexperiencearchitect.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes and a place to leave some feedback. Please let us know what you'd like to hear more of. And if you like the show and believe others might benefit from it, we'd love it if you share it up and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Doing that will help more people discover the show. And with that, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. Have an awesome day.